Ready? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, some of my life. Number one, proud father, uh, Marine Corps veteran, God, entrepreneur, and just uh, love helping out in the community and giving back. I think giving back. That's Rich important. Bennett, and this is Radio U, a podcast devoted to showing you, the listener, how to find your signature story. Rich lives in Hartford County, Maryland, near Baltimore. The Conversations with Rich Bennett podcast extends into 90 countries. In the midst of an opioid crisis that has reached into every corner of America, every corner of the world, Rich and his guests tend to a flock of suffering people with encouragement, kindness, and hope. Listen to Rich's fabulous story, and then, at the end, I'll share with you the blueprint showing how I would recommend Rich write his story. Now look, don't skip to the end. Listening to Rich Bennett is always, always worth it. I still got more time? God, that wasn't 60 seconds? Yeah, tell me about your childhood. What, what was it like living with uh, with uh, your, your folks, Richard and Madge? Oh my God, it was awesome. Now, Dad, my father was a steel worker. He worked at Bethlehem Steel. Here's the funny thing. People were scared to death of my dad. And my dad was short. He was not that tall. Yeah. My mother was was the tallest one. People needed to be afraid of her, <laughs> you know, because, oh yeah. I mean, I would see him, you know, there's times when he would sneak in late at night. Yeah. Cause he was out drinking after work and she'd wait, be waiting for him. And I remember her cracking him in the head of a frying pan. No I thought kidding. you were a burglar. <laughs> oh yeah. She really thought he was a burglar. <laughs> oh yeah. She knew it was him. She knew it was him, but no, he, um, no, he, and he was respected. Same with my mother. They both were. They were respected. They, and they were old school, you know, growing up. It was, if you did something wrong, you got your tail busted, you know, tail busted involved. What a, a it's essential to understand where rich came from a loving respect grounded, but occasionally insane. And sometimes a violent household. Rich quit high school at 17 to be a rock star, but he got kicked out of his own band. Apparently he said, I sucked. Unable to find work, he was ready to enlist in the Navy. His dad had been in the Navy. But a Marine recruiter got to Rich first. Instead of arriving back home from the recruitment center with forms to allow him to join the Navy, Rich I had chosen to become a Marine. Join the Marine Corps. My father went off. And this is my father taught me a very, very good life lesson at that point. Greatest lesson he ever taught me. He told me I would never make it in the Marine Corps and he refused to sign and that stuck in the back of my head so come my 18th birthday which is June 19th I signed the papers to join the Marine Corps on June 21st I was on my way to Paris Island and basic training was hard as hell hard as hell but in the back of my head I kept hearing my father saying you'll never make it You'll never make it. And to this day, I, I'm always determined to make it at whatever yeah, the I'm doing. Marine Corps that you, you, you wish you hadn't brought with you. Were there things that you had to say? No, this isn't, this isn't appropriate. This isn't applicable. My anger, my anger, because I, and I'll never forget this. When I came home from basic training, me and my best friend were wrestling. We were wrestling and he connected by mistake. And it's, it's like, I must've blacked out or something. Cause all I remember, I hear him going like gurgling 
Yeah. You know, and I had my mouth clamped on his throat. I was ready to bite his Adam's apple out. It's just that it's, it, it's weird. It, it's, um, and I learned how to control my anger. It took me a long time. Where'd that uh, anger come from? I think it came from the Marine Corps. It may have come from my childhood as well, but a lot of it came from the Marine Corps. We we lost our first daughter. Uh, she was actually stillborn, stillborn. But, um, yeah, she. But my wife, you know, still had to give birth. Yes, and, of course. Um, at first, I had lost. I had lost my my faith in God. I was like, why? You know, I blamed God. Why would you do this to us? Why? But then when I seen everybody get got together and everybody in my family started talking again, I think. I got my answer from God. That was why to get the family back together. Right. And my mother um, had, had gone down to the, I guess the gift shop or whatever, found an angel on a little music box. So I was able to put that in my daughter's hand because I wanted something that my daughter touched, or I should say that touched my daughter. And to this day, now the music box fell off, but to this day, I still have that angel sitting on my nightstand. Right. So every night before I go to bed, hold my angel, put my hand on the Bible, say a prayer. When I get up, I do the same thing. June 23rd of 2000, when we lost our daughter, and then October 12th, 2001, is when my wife gave birth to our other daughter um who we named grace you know just the name went perfect with it um and she when she was younger she found this rock on the ground and she gave it to me it was just a nice little shiny rock but it was shaped like a heart and i call that my grateful rock so Mm -hmm. that's sitting on my nightstand next to my angel so after every morning when i get up before i even put on the coffee or anything. I say that prayer, hold the angel, say the prayer. And then I grab my rock and I say something that I'm grateful for something different every day. And uh, it's funny because both my A few years ago, Rich started Hartford County Conversations, one of those small community podcasts in support of local businesses and good initiatives. One day he was promoting an event that dealt with addiction. And they were raising money to help Rage Against Addiction, a local nonprofit, which helps women that are in recovery. So I told him I wanted to meet yeah, these people from Rage. And that's how I met uh, Wendy Beck, who is the founder and the executive director of Rage Against Addiction. And I had her on. And, when she, and I didn't know her story either. And when she told me her story, again, brought me to tears because she lost her daughter to uh, addiction on Christmas and um, her and I have be- become great friends since then. And we were talking, it's like, I, I, I think I mentioned, I said, why don't we do some podcast about strictly about addiction? We'll do short little blurbs for Rage Against Addiction. We'll, and, and we came up with the name Rage Talk. So we started doing them and they were just little short things. Uh, but then she would bring other people on and we, you know, to tell their stories and it just grew from there. 
and to this it, it's become the number one, number one in the addiction category on good pods rich spends much of november and pretty well all of december as a santa claus he is no doubt the best damn santa in all of Hartford County, Maryland. To me that your angel introduced you to what Lincoln called the better angels of our nature. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. And I know she's here with me all the time. You know, I know she's sitting on my shoulder, um, watching, watching over me. And, uh, it's, it's my driving force, I guess you could say. You know, whereas before it was my father in the back of my head telling me I can't do it. Now I know he's, I know he's telling me I can do it. And at the same time, I know, you know, my other daughter is telling me, yeah, you can, if you put your mind to it and I say this, everybody, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. When we transform ourselves the way Rich did, We do so by coming to terms with two very powerful choices. First, we have to decide that we have a choice in the people we are going to become. Then we get to decide whether the events of our lives, these sometimes terrible events, will make us harder or softer. Rich's proposition is you can choose to choose. For someone coping with addiction, With someone coping with alcoholism or the family members coping with the anguish of living with someone else's addiction, choosing to choose is a very powerful conclusion, a very powerful proposition. Okay, now you need a backstory that validates the proposition. It shows the listener how the teller came to that proposition, that conclusion, that they walked the miles. If you have no journey, you have no story. Rich, as you have heard, has a compelling backstory. He could have been a profoundly different person than he is, but he chose to choose. Rich forwarded to me by email his three pieces of advice, his recommendation. They are never give up, check. Show appreciation every day, check. And finally, treat everyone you meet with love. And who does that more than Santa? If you want to learn more about our story finding and book writing services, skedaddle over to mikeulmer.com. Talk soon. Mike.